welcome to the Gaming Blues Podcast, the hottest podcast of 2020 with the dumbest and the hottest takes. This is episode 20 of 2020. Woo! Wait, so is there 20 episodes in 2020, or this is the 20th episode of the entire podcast, which coincides with the year 2020? The smart-ass comment is by my lovely co-host, Darren McPhail, who never ceases to amaze me with his antics. How are you, Darren? I'll take it. I'm doing all right. Stand safe. Stand alone. It's been a very long time since we've recorded a podcast together, and whose fault is that? I could blame the economy. I could blame the current pandemic in the world. I could blame myself. Let's stick with the pandemic. Well, you're not blaming me for once. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, being the 20th podcast, we can talk about games because it's called a Gaming Blues Podcast. But no, this is my podcast and I'll do whatever I want. So being the lazy bum that I am, I'm resurrecting a topic Darren and I meant to do back in 2019. (laughs) And then talk about, well, my, my favorite podcast topic I do with Darren, movie reviews. And what movie came out in December that we were both hyped about, Darren? I'm trying to think of what other movies came out. What was that one? 1917. That movie Academy was Academy Award winner. Never saw it. What? <laughs> oh, man. You and I... <sighs> I have to admit something, guys. Oh, I, who uh... is this? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, let me introduce... Well, I was going to introduce you later, but this is taking too long. So to for our special 20th podcast... I brought on a special guest. Now, if you're an avid follower of the podcast, you will appreciate the wonderful pixel art that's been gracing my thumbnails and the podcast pages and all my other YouTube assets because I like to abuse. So introducing our third guest for this episode is Jen. Our, or my, (laughs) not my, um, the wonderful artist that I hired and also my close university friend along with Darren. Say hi. (laughs) (laughs) hello sorry that was too early oh no (laughs) quite that was quite an intro (laughs) no that was a good intro i was gonna admit i didn't watch that movie was it 19 1917 17 i said 1911 i was like that doesn't sound right i hate both of you for not watching that movie sorry it it is the okay so here um little context all three of us went to the same university under the same program and being media students we do appreciate the cinematic arts per se and as for some reason the only one that watched 1917 it is the one of the most amazing pieces of cinematography i watched in 2019 slash early 2020 because can you say that about the movie we're actually going to talk about today? Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker? We don't talk about that movie. I thought that was the whole point. Surprise. Yes, it is. But no, you, got, you two should really watch 1917. I can talk on and on about 1917. Not much about The Rise of Skywalker, which is the actual topic of this podcast. <laughs> Retroactively, if I could take back the time I spent watching Rise of Skywalker, I would have. I, I should have saw 1917. So I'm sorry. You should have. We apologize, listeners, that two of my co-hosts did not watch one of the best movies ever made. But to make up for that, we will be talking about one of the worst movies ever made <laughs> in 2019. Wow, called out. That's harsh. Let, let me let me tell a story of my youth. 
even though I'm like 29. So it is December. It is near Christmas time. You know, a perfect time for date. Young Andy decides to go. Somehow convince his girlfriend to go watch Star Wars. Star Wars with him. Episode nine. This is a movie to redeem everything. Seven was okay. Kind of gave hope that it might be get better. Eight. I watched on a plane under 480p. <laughs> the only only way to watch the Last Jedi. So going into the ninth one, the trailer being super hype. You know, it's the last one. They're like bringing out all the guns. You know, spectacles galore. They're selling an R two D two popcorn thingy, plastic, which I bought for forty five dollars. Not regretting a single bit. <laughs> its head flips open. It can put a goddamn cup in there for Coke, and his ass opens. You can put popcorn in there. What's not to love? Oh my god! Anyway, five dollar price point. <laughs> You spent forty five dollars to shove popcorn up R two D 2s ass. This was before the movie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Get, gotta wanna, see where I'm going with this. So, I sit down, and watch the movie, two and a half hours. I come out, and let's just say I wasn't very happy with the movie. And now, Darren, you can probably. You know, agree with me on this. I'm a simple man. I get I get amused very easily. Don't you think? Sure. Thank you. For the sake of argument, I'll agree with you. But even with the Last Jedi, I was okay. Even though I watched it on a plane, I was okay with that movie. Even though it got a lot of hate. But the Rise of Skywalker to me was a movie that I actually regretted going to the theaters for. Not be <laughs> like it. It was watchable, but compared to the other movies, I actually went to the theaters to watch. I actually paid money for it, and I even I watched this in the like the Cineplex VIP uh, version of the movie, which which so isn't went, cheap. You went so all not, out! Holy crap! Yeah, not only did you spend forty five dollars on the thing to put popcorn in, but you also probably spent like thirty dollars per ticket. Lucky for me, my girlfriend got a like a voucher from her work to go. <laughs> <laughs> So it didn't really co- uh, costed me forty five bucks plus other things, but this was a movie I could have totally just watched at home when it came out on Disney Plus. So to me, the it didn't really live up to the hype. Now, funny for me because I had a conversation during my Christmas party, um, and I talked with another coworker who is a super Star Wars fanatic. Him and his girlfriend, and we talked about like, oh, like so many people, so much people, so many people hate the Last Jedi, blah blah blah. But we both agreed that like it had moments where, you know, the fights were really cool, the lightsaber duels, the space battles were cool. So there are moments that kind of made up the Last Jedi, uh, Last Jedi's faults with really cool scenes. But the Rise of Skywalker, to me, even the scenes that were meant to be spectacles didn't live up to my standards which is very low so here's is my thesis the rise of skywalker sucked the end (laughs) well there's a lot of youtube video essays that would tend to agree with you which is funny for once because usually i'm against them because i like you know giving credit where it's due kind of thing like the whole Last Jedi thing where a lot of people hated it. I mean, yes, there are some moments where I was like, what the fuck is this? But with the li- the Rise of Skywalker, I don't think it's beyond 
like me kind of playing like the devil's advocate be like nah you know there's some scenes that were cool and we will break this down further into the episode but you know this is a three-way and three-way means two more opinions and i would like to ask my two co-hosts darren and jen on what they thought of the movie so i can shut up now (laughs) jen why don't you deliver your impressions since andy already salted the earth (laughs) salted even more Darren will come okay. down with detail salt later, though. Okay, so you're coarse salt, and he's like, what? Table salt? Kosher. <laughs> <laughs> I am the cheap okay. salt, and Darren's the I'm kosher salt. salt. Yes, the, the good salt. kind. I'm the cheap one. <laughs> okay, so I must preface this with I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I'm kind of like a more casual type of moviegoer slash fan. And when I went to see The Rise of Skywalker, I actually went alone. So I kind of had my own thoughts on this. I went in with, like, no expectations, obviously, as I do with most movies. Um, I'd say I... I don't know. There were parts of the movie that I really did like, and then there were also parts that I... absolutely no sense. Um, I think the thing I had the most issue with was the pacing. It was all kind of the same. And there was never any buildup, if you know what I mean. Like all the fights were kind of just lackluster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Salt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but also, the only thing, the only yeah. thing that kept the movie going, was basically Adam Driver, Kylo Ren. Yes. I was like, wait, wait who? Oh yeah, 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 Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I freaking love Adam Driver. Oh, I love him so much. He's such a good actor. He's he held. The entire trilogy, like that part together, that's the, it. That, the, that's everything. The marriage story it's on Netflix is really good. They definitely reward him with good payoff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, continue on with your thoughts, Jen. <laughs> Actually, Jen, I'm curious. What are your thoughts on the the sequel trilogy in general? How do you feel about uh, seven, eight, nine? I think it's the weakest in the trilogy it's the weakest but i do like a lot of the effects as cheesy as they are that's what star wars is about Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know i liked seven i kind of didn't like eight and i only really liked nine for basically adam driver okay you can view me as shallow but come on he's a good actor Okay. He's a good actor. Have you yeah. seen him in Marriage Story? That argument scene? Oh my god, it was good. So good. I loved it. I love his forward vein, his forehead veins popping every time he's angry. He's <laughs> like, my god, those boys are ready to burst. <laughs> I wonder if that popped up in his audition. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's a good... Just to get really upset. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought you were making a pun there for a second, bursting. <laughs> uh... Oh no. But yeah, there there were just a lot of things that didn't make but as a casual Star Wars fan, I personally enjoyed it. Awesome. And that's supposed to be our episode nine was okay side. So here comes the Himalayan salt. <laughs> <laughs> now there I know you have a lot to talk about, and I actually wrote down some points that like topics I want to discuss about the movie. Mm-hmm. So give us your like pinch of the Himalayan salt before we dive in. All right, I'll just lay this out here. I'll I'll, I'll show my, my inner colors, reach, sort of speak. An audio. Of three of us. I think it's safe to say I'm the most hardcore Star Wars fan. 
yeah. particularly because I've played a lot of the video games, I've read some of the comics, I've like watched a lot of theory videos and stuff like that. Like Nerd! In high school, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> back when I was in high school, I was really into Star Wars, and then once the sequel trilogy got announced, it kind of reignited my my love. Particularly, like my my main Star Wars loves are the Knights of the Republic games. I, I've replayed those games dozens of times. Not dozens of times. That's a, that's an exaggeration. But I've replayed them two times, time, and I've really <laughs> more than two times. But I've really enjoyed them, and I generally really like the the original trilogy. And after watching Episode Seven for the first time, I was excited at the idea that they could make a good Star Wars movie again after the mess of the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. I think Last Jedi was a weird step it had some really cool ideas and it had an interesting twist near the end of the movie but it was kind of a messy movie and i think the last or not the last the the rise of skywalker i think completely undid all the potential of this story for spectacle and spite with two directors i have a lot of thoughts this movie i'm not going to get into it now but i think the Rise of Skywalker is quite possibly one of the worst big budget executive movies like ever made. I think it is a mistake at every level and there are so many faults within like the decision making behind the scenes that have been like disguised and like covered up by a lot of hard work from like the actual crew of the movie like in particular like Jen mentioned Adam Driver's performance who even though I think in this movie he was given nothing to work with I think he pulled something really amazing out of it and there's obviously a lot of really great special effects and a lot of hardworking people who worked on these movies but holy god Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams screwed the pooch that's my Himalayan salt (laughs) that's a lot of salt right there (laughs) Oh, the tallest, tallest tower of salt, I need man. Drink some water to balance this out. All right, well, it gets the water. Here is the first topic that I want to actually dive into. Kind of, we just want to like slowly dissect. Oh, I guess we should say what? spoiler warning. Obviously, yes. Uh, like, come on, you're watching a, a podcast episode about a movie. Like, come on, about a movie that came out five months ago and is now available almost everywhere. Hey, some people are upset about Final Fantasy VII spoilers like 20 years, even though they're like all the most well-known spoilers in all of like gaming. Aerith dies. Gotta be careful. <laughs> <gasps> Cloud wears a dress. Oh my gosh. Shit. Oh. Jojo <gasps> spies on his mom when she's naked. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's her intro right there. <laughs> all right, to satisfy my co-host, this is... We will now dive into really hard spoilers of the movie Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. And on the side, this podcast is also available on major platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play Podcasts. Search Gaming Blues Podcast and you will see us there. Follow, leave us a review, and make fun of me or Darren. Oh. <sighs> All right. So one of the most pain points about the entire trilogy, specifically it happened in 9 is characters are introduced semi-developed and are basically useless by the ninth movie hi rose rose from episode eight also comes up to that list and also that super shiny uh enemy general from episode seven she had a potential to be super good villain but she died in the seventh movie eighth movie eighth movie oh yeah she died in the eighth 
And then Rose is introduced as Flynn's somewhat other love interest and not Ren because they're shipping the Kylo and Rey ship. So that was confusing. But in episode 9, she doesn't appear as much and barely gets any screen time. I believe someone calculated the total was less than like two minutes. That is actually that's really what? stupid in my opinion. <laughs> like oh. all this development of her becoming like, oh wow, she actually like really has like the willpower and the strength to like even fight against the like the first first order. And like then the slap in the face there was that J.J. <laughs> Abrams said originally when people are going like, hey, you know, the Last Jedi kind of undid some of your like twist points for uh for force awakens like aren't you upset at at at, uh ryan johnson he's like no no i think he's done some interesting things in particular i'm really excited to work with rose and then he didn't maybe they did work with her a lot but she just got edited out edited out who knows i don't know um sad situation because it feels like they kind of gave in to the fan outrage yeah which supports a lot of like the Un completely unfair, like just un like just unrelenting uh, hate mail and bashing that the actual actress got in social media to the point where she had to remove all her social media accounts just because she kept getting smashed with uh, fan mail and just people freaking out, screaming at her. Like honestly, I was okay with Rose if she actually played a more integral part in the movie, where she kind of kind of did an eight. As she shows kind of like a support pillar for Flynn. Finn. Finn, sorry. Finn, Ray, Kyle, Poe, <laughs> Chewbacca. Anyway. <laughs> so my point is they they all keep introducing characters and actually develop an interest in them. Oh, how will they be utilized in the ninth movie? And they, even, they get like basically shafted out. Even Finn to a point, I think, was not as impactful as he was brought up to be since like the like the seventh movie don't you think well what do you guys think finn does for most of this movie he develops a love interest with that um what, what do you call her like raider la- raider lady and they blow up a turret that's all i remember and uh, he screams ray a lot i was gonna say yeah so yeah, it's basically finn's up this movie is to go so Finn, Finn is a Pokemon called Ray, basically. <laughs> Ray, 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 Ray. Where's Ray? Where's Ray? Ray, Ray, Ray. Ray. Yeah. So. Or when he looks at the camera and goes, Ray. If Ray isn't on the screen, everyone should be asking, "Where is Ray?" <laughs> Seven set up this really cool premise with Finn, where he is a black stormtrooper turns traitor. <laughs> Right? Like, that's, like, such a thing you would never expect out of Star Wars. Not only is it a character of color, but it's, like, it's an ex-stormtrooper. <laughs> Good job like, there. So much... Well, I, I point that out because Star Wars is super whitewashed. Like, if you look at, the like, the prequel trilogy, almost all the main characters, unless they're Yoda or Mace... Like, Mace Windu is, like, a side character. So <gasps> <gasps> He's my favorite... Everyone he loves... He wields a purple lightsaber. Mace Windu doesn't get a lot of play. He's good in Clone Wars. Yeah, but I love we're not Mace talking Windu. About Mace, Mace and Windu. <laughs> love the idea of Mace Windu. He has a pr- only purple lightsaber in the universe. <laughs> that makes Until no sense, games, by the way. Yes. Yeah. But my point being, Finn's a really interesting character concept. You have an ex-stormtrooper. Like, 
there's so many ways you could spin that, especially if he becomes like a really significant character in this rebellion resistance group. And he doesn't really ever grow outside of seven. Like in eight, he had this whole arc of he was just like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Ray and we're gonna get out of here. Right. This fight. <laughs> and by the end of the movie, he's like he commits himself to the cause. Like he's ready to sacrifice himself. Yep. Then come this movie. All he does is have a singular focus about finding Ray and, and yelling Ray. It's like and oh. running away with Ray. <laughs> also, and shout, out, shout outs to the scene where they're all getting dragged in the sand, and he goes, "Ray, I got to tell you something." And they never get into <laughs> oh. it. Oh, yeah, my. there was a whole like breakdown on that where people were like, "Oh my god, he's gonna confess his love for her." But no, Japan never gets no. into it. <laughs> No. <laughs> they bring it up like two other times in the movie too and then they just drop it <laughs> it's like what was he gonna say and according to J.J. Abrams he was gonna say I'm force sensitive and everyone's like that doesn't make any sense for that situation what does that even mean like that he can potentially use the force like he can feel the force oh he only knows where Ray is that's it he's a, he's a... <laughs> Dare I say... I have a unique force power where I know where Ray is. You guys, you guys, he's a radar. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I went there. But I do agree with you, Darren, because ever since the, the initial trailer for Seven, I thought the whole premise was like, oh, anybody can be a Jedi, even a Stormtrooper. And right? Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, that's that fucking so awesome. Cool. Anybody can be... Like, if we just believe... Anybody can be a Jedi. Pulled that twist too, because in the poster, he's the one holding the lightsaber. In the trailer, he's the one getting into lightsaber fights. And at the end of the movie, he's the one using the lightsaber initially. Until you have that great scene where Ray pulls the lightsaber to her, and you're like, "Oh shit, she's the Jedi character. Cool." But, but what does become of Finn? Like mm. that obviously became a whole thing. Yeah, it's a great shame because I like. Finn as a character, I like the actor, and I suck with actors' names, so maybe you guys can help me out John on that Boyega. one. John Boyega. I can't pronounce that. Um, John Boyega. John Boyega. John Boyega. John Boyega. There you go. Cool. I liked him as an actor. I liked he was very um, emotional acting, a lot of emotional Ray screaming. But again, like I think people they're trying to decide like who his love relationship is with episode 7 was like oh okay he's with Ray oh no episode 8 he's with Rose now oh wait episode 9 he's going back to Ray oh no way he's in love with the the raider uh, lady well you say he's in love with her but literally he only shares like three scenes with her and outside of, I, th- I think it's like totally a one-way thing of. I I, I'm, I apologize because I don't remember this character's name because this movie was so forgetful, insanely paced in like two movies in one. Yes, so many characters. <laughs> so I don't remember her name. She only has a few scenes, but it seems pretty one-way, and uh, which is unfortunate because <clears throat> Finn needs more character outside of Ray. Ray. But uh, unfortunately, like that lack of character growth for him really actually made the actor resentful. Where mm-hmm. in a lot of interviews, if you've seen a lot of his post, uh, because I'm a big Star Wars nerd, I know this. Uh, <laughs> he's in a lot of interviews after the movie where mm-hmm. he's super resentful towards the movie. And he basically said he would never come back. And he was he has a big quote of, you're not going to Disney plus me. 
Ooh. Ooh. But he did get he Disney is Plus. Super <laughs> spiteful about how his character was handled and what he what he does. Because he, he, had... and he makes no he makes no effort to hide his displeasure with the movie. Whenever actors or uh, other interviewers ask him about the movie, he pretty much slaps in their face and goes, "It's awful." I think my favorite reaction of an actor hating the franchise is um, Harrison Ford's reaction. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever ca- caught that, but they're asking like about like all the Force Ghost stuff in Nine, and he was like, "The fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't give a shit." <laughs> Basically. Oh my god, he said that. No, I'm just paraphrasing, but like he, the, the wide known fact that he hated the movie, and Darren maybe can vouch for me, but like he didn't really want to actually. Like being the ninth one, they kind of like shoehorned he him in, being like, like the Force Ghost. He literally, oh, yeah. well, he's not even a Force Ghost. He's just kind of like a figment of he was a ghost imagination. He's not though. It's no, a... he's not. That's not a Force Ghost. Oh no, he was a ghost. Up Kylo Ren's memory. <laughs> That's what it, it, the whole thing is like. That like, I mean, if you actually look at that scene, it's hilarious because Harrison Ford hasn't even shaved. He's got all this weird stubble on his face, and it's like it feels like he really did not give a shit. Obviously, he delivers a great performance because he's Harrison Ford, and that's what he does. But like, he only agreed to come back in seven because he wanted them to kill Han Solo, so he couldn't come back. Yep. Yeah, he's, a, he's a pretty cynical guy, but there's there's so many cases of character misuse for your first point. Like, if you look at look at Poe. Look at Poe and that weird bounty hunter girl. And not, yeah, another love relationship. Oh, yeah. That was so forced. <laughs> so forced. So forced. Do you remember it. her name? Uh, uh, should, do we need to look this up? Oh, no. I will look. Okay, talk well, for a second. I will look that up. Point. This movie introduces so many characters and ideas and places that it's just so hard to keep up with. And this was sort of. Uh, on your point earlier, Jen, uh, but the pacing uh, for like the first forty minutes is actually insane. Zori Bliss. Man, I would not have remembered that. <laughs> <Me neither>. Wow. <laughs> okay, Which this I is... believe is one of JJ Abrams' like friends. And that's why because it feels like a lot I think someone said that a lot of the supporting cast of this movie are from a bunch of his projects. Oh no. <laughs> so it's just like oh. he, got, he just got to invite all his friends and give them work. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> oh. On that point, Jen, what is your favorite character that never got its screen time in nine? Oh, that never got screen time? I mean, I liked Rose for her previous acting, and then I was disappointed with how they used her. Mm-hmm. Basically. I, I was disappointed with Poe, man. Holy crap, Poe. They oh, They ruined man. him. He became a it gradually became an like airheaded idiot by nine. I was like, no, <laughs> he's supposed to be point, like a general. Yeah, the whole point of eight was shaping him to be like a leader. Was like was like making him learn from his mistakes. Like eight was him, seven was him being the hotshot pilot who could do things, and eight was kind of taking him down a peg and making him kind of stand back and realize what leadership is. The nine is is he's just a bumbling airhead. Yeah, like a total bonehead who's messing up all the time. And then in the final battle, his big plan is to call for help for everyone in the galaxy and just hope people show up. Oh, man. Speaking of that moment, did any of you realize after watching End Wars, <laughs> that uh, climax scene and watching 
the climax scene for like the rise of Skywalker. Weren't you disappointed and kind of thought like, wow, this is a dumbed down version of like what I felt during the End Wars movie? You mean Infinity War? Infinity War. No, Endgame. Endgame. Wow. End Wars. <laughs> God, End I'm so- Wars? <laughs> oh my God. This I'm so cool sorry. Sci-fi movie? I'm so tired right now. Thing. I'm like, Andy, what are you talking about? I'm so confused. <laughs> Endgame. It's been a while. With, with our favorite character, Flynn. <laughs> yes. So basically, the, f- the final scene where uh, Poe's signal goes out and Lando Calrissian brings everyone from like every corner of the galaxy with their ships to fight the gigantic fleet that's been hiding under the planet and being constructed by the First Order. And I, could, Final order. I couldn't help but think, wow, this is very similar to that scene in Endgame where Captain America goes, or everyone... I can't even talk. Like, I'm so frustrated with that moment. I was like, oh my god. No, not the line. Cause like, no, because what happened was like fucking that other uh, Doctor Strange assistant. He got went to every corner and got every single superhero that's been in every like interaction with the Marvel heroes. And then Captain America goes, Darren, if you can say the line, please. Avengers, assemble! Like that was hot. Like epic as fuck and i watched that movie with did i watch it with you darren uh, it's quite possible i did i remember because we were like both giggling in the theaters when that happened and yeah, it got all anime <laughs> when he got uh Bolinier. and then i saw that mo- exact moment like the kind of the same moment where we we're like okay it's our heroes are gonna lose it's the end of the movie but wait the sx machina and everyone like reinforcements show up to like turn the tide against the battle and I saw that moment, like, I wasn't as hyped. I was like, oh, they totally ripped well, off Endgame. No payoff. There's no build-up <laughs> to it. And the, and the payoff is so neg- neg- negligible. I can't talk either. Um, negligible. <laughs> okay. But, uh, there's no payoff okay. for that type of moment. I, as a casual viewer, I actually really liked that scene. Ooh. But, hey. <laughs> but only because all the ships were coming in. It was, like, all the action-y bits. I personally liked it. I mean, it's visually fantastic. Spectacle. Yeah, yeah. it's visually, yeah, visually it's great. And you have all the models of like every single Star Wars ship in there, basically, which is what I enjoyed. Yeah, it's definitely a, like from a visual standpoint, I can't disagree. It's just but, from a narrative standpoint, it, it leaves me feeling hollow. Especially this, because I think we, Andy, do you want to tie this back to your points or like the actual like movie narrative? Because we're kind of jumping around all over the place because there's so much. Because this movie does that too. <laughs> yeah, we're following on with the theme of the movie. Jump around. <laughs> Jump around and talk about various plot points. Then don't bring it back up later. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but but you're free to proceed. Final battle is upsetting because there's like a million star destroyers, right? All those. Uh, ships that freaking Palpatine who's back by the way when are we going to get in that can of worms anyway next (laughs) all the ships are are there and there's a throwaway line about how while they're in the planet's orbit they don't have shields and so my question is why are they all on the planet if all they need to do is go to space to get shields and they're probably better off protecting the planet from space than just Sitting around waiting for Palpy to go, go destroy planets. Do it, do it. 
Unlimited power. Power power to blow up a planet because we gotta escalate things somehow. You know, Darren, as an RTS player and a Korean, and the guy who semi played Warcraft, it is important to know that you should gather your mass army as much as you can and then move out all at once. You don't send out little bits here and there. You wait till everything's complete, then you move out. You know. Yeah. But it feels like there's such a contrivance for that final battle because the only reason they can win is because they're all in the planet so they don't have their shields. So they can easily destroy all the Star Destroyers. And also, apparently, if you destroy the main one, you destroy them all because that happens in every Star Wars movie. Yes. Oh, magic. <laughs> like, like, shoot this one hole in the Death Star, then it blows everything up. Steal, blow up the mothership. You'll destroy destroy the rest of the fleet. Blow up the the mothership. All the droids will stop fighting Jar Jar. I mean, it makes sense, right? You just take down the biggest baddie, and the rest will crumble. I mean, sure, if it's a video game. Star Wars is a video game. <laughs> on that note, let's move on to the next topic because I love smooth transitions. Darren. Jen, how did you feel about Palpatine coming back in the ninth movie? Where, to me, where he just kind of came out of nowhere and kind of threw me off the, wait, how does he tie into all this kind of stuff? That's because he did come in out of nowhere. But Do you Jane, want me to... Go ahead, Jen. The oh, Jen to okay. start. We'll start off the positives. Maybe she liked the surprise. Okay. Going into the movie, I knew Palpatine came back. Uh, it was so obvious. Come on. Uh, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, personally, I don't know. Palpatine, it was kind of weird. He was kind of just shoved in there. I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I like how they used him. But at the same time, I didn't. It was really confusing. There's there's a lot of other spoiler points that I could talk about. I don't know how far you want me to go with this. Let's talk about how... Because the whole start of the movie is Kylo Ren finding the plot MacGuffin so he can get to Palpatine. Because the Palpatine, for some reason, has a transmission that says he's back. Kylo Ren finds him. He's, going, I'm gonna, he's like, I'm going to get you. And you look and you see Palpatine's like all zombie-like. And he's got broken fingers. And there's like a throwaway shot of... A bunch of Snoke clones in a in a jar just floating around. And then Palpatine's like, I'm the voice in your head. I was Snoke. All me. And he's like revealing that somehow he's manipulated all these events since he blew up in the Death Star. And then Kylo Ren says, How are you alive? And he go and he just quotes the line he had from episode three, which is the dark side of the Force grants many abilities some would consider to be unnatural. So basically, he doesn't even, he doesn't even know how he's no. alive. <laughs> also, the movie was written by the writer of Batman vs. Superman, which has been very highly reported upon. Reported upon. <laughs> you know, for a second, I thought you were going to say, I am the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm alive. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. The power of 
when you bring back a character <laughs> like that, like sure, th there's a whole thing in the expanded universe, super nerd point, I know, where Palpatine does come back, and he has clone bodies, and it's because he knows how to transfer his essence through the Force to other bodies. And I think Han Solo actually kills him in the EU. Spoilers for a non-canon EU. Pretty sure he shoots a clone body when Palpatine's in the middle of transferring. But the point being, they kind of tried to explain it there, whereas in this movie, they just kind of hand wave it away and go, don't worry about it, Palpatine's here. He's the big bad. Is it because they didn't have enough time in the entire like movie length to explain what actually happened? No, it's because J.J. Abrams hardcore backed down from what Ryan Johnson set up, which was the Kylo Ren-Ray conflict. Mm-hmm which I feel like their roles were meant to reverse at some point. That's what Ryan was kind of pushing. I don't know how they would have achieved that, and clearly J.J. didn't either, so that's why he just said, nope, Palpatine. <laughs> Palpatine's daughter makes her Sith. There we go. Reverse roles. No, granddaughter. Granddaughter. Palpatine fucks. Unless you read the <sighs> Star Wars Twitter. Then you oh, know. oh, no. No. Uh, on that topic, what they did with Ray's parents... Because uh, I can't remember if it was seven or eight. They made them nobodies, which I was yeah. totally fine with. And the then seven, they made them. Seven had the mystery box of who are her parents? Yeah. Is she Luke Skywalker's daughter? Is she Obi Wan Kenobi's daughter? Like all this stuff. And then eight's like, no, there are no one. And everyone's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I... <this> movies. <laughs> and this movie shit all over that. It was Kylo Ren going, they were nobody. Because they wanted to be, and it's like, come on. <laughs> on, uh, on that note, did you two happen to read upon the leaked script about from the director who directed Jurassic World, the original director before they brought back JJ? Yes, and did you read what uh, what actually wanted, <clears throat> was supposed to happen with Ray's parents? No, enlighten us. So long, TLDR is. During like the final battle between Kylo and Rey, this is in his script. Kylo reveals that he is the one that killed Rey's parents under the order of Snork. 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 Holy Snork. crap, man! I'm losing it. Snork <laughs> and Kyle Ren and End Wars. <laughs> Anyway, Star Wars End Wars. That should be the name of this episode. <laughs> I'm losing it. Um, and basically, that kind of um, confirmed that Ray's parents indeed were nobodies. <laughs> so Kylo was right. I don't know. I felt like the whole point of the Last Jedi was to set up Kylo as like a capable villain. Like it's set up that he a betrayed Snoke, which is like the biggest plot to it. Plus no jujitsu you could do it that way. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Plus no jitsu. There you go. Like learn to Japanglish. <laughs> yes. Learn to Naruto. Um believe it. But uh it set up this whole thing where Kylo was gonna be he be he becomes the supreme leader of the first order and it's this whole thing. He fights Luke, he gets all angry, and it like fully cements like he and Ray are gonna be in conflict. Mm -hmm. And then this movie's like, no, we don't want that. We want them to work together. So we're gonna set up Palpatine to be the big bad, so we can get the we can get Raylo. Are you too really disappointed that Palpatine is like the main villain, or are you somewhat glad he's back for memes and whatnot? I don't see what there's 
there to be glad about. All he does is make <laughs> things really confusing. Okay, and well, as your casual fan, Jen. <laughs> I mean, this uh, movie gives you some memes with him. Like, when he does, like, the lightning to all the ships, it's just him, like, leaning up. He's just taking out up. all the ships. It's like, holy shit. He's powerful, man. I guess those 900 years did uh did something to him. Yeah, okay, like, okay. why does he even need that whole armada if he could just freaking zappy-zap all the ships? L let me rephrase the question, then. Well, specific to you, Darren, because you're the hardcore nerd here. Oh, boy. What would you have um, wanted to see if Pal if they if Palpatine wasn't the main baddie? Like, how would you have like wanted to see the story I would have going? I wanted to see Kylo Ren just being the main villain because it's his trilogy, and I feel like uh, it would have made more sense with how the Last Jedi ended. And maybe, maybe the whole thing ends with like Rey really trying to you know, like how Luke did for Darth Vader, like trying to redeem him, and maybe that's how she's able to beat him. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I feel like like that's the whole conflict, right? They're meant to be at conflict, and so I don't know. This movie is just—it's it, such a mess with it because the whole point of the last movie was Kylo Ren betrays Snoke, who's been manipulating him, and now he's just letting Palpatine play him for for whatever reason. Like he's just—he's just doing it again, and it also feels like this is just—they're trying to pull back from Episode Six, which is the last of its trilogy, and just go. No, Palpatine main villain. <laughs> no, Palpatine main villain. Kylo Ren's Come stupid. On. He's in Fortnite. He's got to be the main villain. But redemption arc. Uh, how, yeah. how do you? I, mean, I don't have a problem with Kylo Ren being redeemed. It makes sense. But at the same time, I don't think the way they did it was the best way. How do you feel, Jen? Especially with what they had set up. About the whole Palpatine just being a bad guy? Yeah. Or just I feel like the, the Palpatine like plot point as a general. Yeah, and I feel like I, I really loathe the idea of Rey being his granddaughter, because that way they make it so every single Jedi and Force user has to be related to somebody, which I think is really stupid. I think the idea that Rey could be no one and be super powerful is compelling, because it's the force like it's, it's like the will of the force that she restores balance and is super powerful stuff like that you know where whereas if it's like no you need to be a skywalker you need to be born from like a good bloodline to like it just seems so <laughs> you need to be of noble blood to wield the force only the pure blood can wield the force okay i i had a problem with that last scene where uh... she's like skywalker i'm like no damn it <laughs> i mean what which defeats the whole name. purpose, right? I mean, the movie's title is Rise it. of Skywalker, isn't it? I know, I know. I would have loved it if she just said, I'm just Rey. But that's besides the point. That's. <laughs> I am Rey. That she's okay with being just Rey. End wars. Yeah, it would. Everything's end wars. <laughs> Back to the Palpatine thing. I think I would have liked it better if they actually explained that maybe he is a clone and he can have all these superpowers you know these sith lord powers instead of just like i'm back i would have liked it better yeah i personally didn't mind because again casual star wars fan but if they explained it better i would have been able to accept it it's kind of like an elephant in the room. You're just kind of waiting for them to talk about it and be like, And they don't. So... And it's just like, Why are you here? Everyone just okay with this? And then when you find out Ray's a Palpatine, it's just like, Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, like, really? It hasn't been huh. built up in the last movies. And I'm like, wait, what? There's nothing I... that points to it. 
Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, they just literally threw that there. Okay. And then she takes on Skywalker. I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. To be honest. I'm Ray Star Wars. (laughs) Like all I could think of when they announced that she is Palpatine's granddaughter. I was like, who the who did you fuck and when did you fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, well if you look up You're nine hundred years old? They they ruined that by saying that her father was a failed Palpatine clone who was forced in that. But so then she has the technically force. Technically, Palpatine did have sex, but it's not gross meme Palpatine. It's just some clone Palpatine. Clone Palpatine. Also, touching back on your uh, comment about like that Ray being a Palpatine kind of hints that you need to be a quote unquote related to someone within the family tree of like Jedi's and Sith to get Sith uh, powers to get like Force powers. That also kind of like defunct um, retcons. Remember that kid from Episode Eight when they're in like the uh, the fancy like. Yeah, living area, and there's a the kid with the broomstick. Right? Yeah, so what becomes of him? Is he related to somebody, or is it just like we gotta wait for Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy? Maybe he'll be the main character. I don't know, but that's the thing, though, Andy. You keep saying, "Remember Episode Eight? Remember Episode Eight? <laughs> this movie doesn't because it pretends it didn't happen. Episode Eight was better there's than Episode Eight was points to that. I just saw this. Been working from home, and I like to multitask and have stuff open in the background. I recently <laughs> watched a video essay about why someone really, really despises Rise of Skywalker, which you know is cathartic in a sense. Mm. But uh, <laughs> in a sense, their, their point was that there's a there's two points that totally disregard the work done in the in the Last Jedi, which is Ray still has Luke Skywalker, which fucking exploded in The Last Jedi. It was this big moment where it literally got pulled apart by her and Kylo Ren. And it got, like, blown up and it knocked everyone out. And we're supposed to believe that she just grabbed it up and then at some point somehow repaired this completely busted lightsaber. And also, Kylo Ren rebuilds his helmet for some reason. The whole point was well, in episode it together. eight. Snoke tells him to grow the hell up, and he gets <clears throat> super upset about it and smashes his helmet because Snoke basically like chides him that he's just being a child pretending to be Darth Vader by wearing that helmet. So he freaks out in the elevator and like smashes his helmet to bits. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be show character growth. Then in this movie, for whatever reason, he just decides to rebuild it, and then he doesn't wear it. He wears it like three scenes, and then he just never wears it again. It's like, why? Why did we need this? We need to sell merchandise. That's what it kind of feels like. The original helmet, and then the punished Kylo Ren helmet with the red lines and everything. With the scars. <laughs> yeah. Like edgy teen boy fantasy. Like, come on. Wait, wasn't there a guy who said a uh, nice helmet to him? <laughs> In one of the scenes? No, I'm serious. Wasn't it, pu- <laughs> so that's wasn't it Finn? Wasn't it Finn? Keep the no. on it. No. Are you sure you're not thinking of like the uh, SNL skit? Oh shit! <laughs> I'm, I, that may be it. <laughs> to be fair, those are practically oh, no. canon. Oh yeah, <laughs> Kylo Ren. Right, I think you're right, Andy, because I recently watched that. Kylo Ren infiltrates the working force of the. <laughs> hey, Where's nice
That SNL skill was the best. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Dude, it's funny. If you type in Kylo Ren to YouTube, that's the first thing that pops up. That's better than in movies. <laughs> I, I love to verify yeah. that right now. Okay. It's so basically my favorite part from that SNL skit was like, I think I developed a really good relationship with, you know, the working force. <laughs> and you're like, in your right undercover yeah. boss. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's where he got it from. Nice helmet. <laughs> he has the lightsaber in front of that guy and he goes, look, he looks dangerous. Like a stupid yeah. kid made it. Totally made. He's like, don't look at it anymore. Oh my, my point, god. My point is, this movie has a weird fondness for just either taking shots at the last Jedi or completely disregarding points from it. Whether that be Rose, the helmet, the lightsaber, the plot, or, you know, in that famous scene where Rey, after she accidentally, well, not accidentally, she freaking straight up murders Kylo Ren when he's distracted by Leia calling out to him in the Force. After that, she like flies that planet she trained on with Luke in uh, Iceland, and Iceland. throws a hissy fit, <laughs> and burning her out of nowhere. And, like, Iceland throw her oh. lightsaber in the fire, and then Ghost Luke goes, "That's no way for a Jedi to treat his weapon." And it's like, okay, that's totally a dig at Episode Eight about how Luke threw the lightsaber behind him. Yep. Okay, but I really did like the uh, when his ship. <laughs> rose out of the water that was yeah, cool that's a cool shot and and that that was a callback to how the ship was there in eight it feels like that's the only thing they, they liked about episode eight was that the ship was there under like the, the ship yeah the ship's awesome oh it's a good, good throwback also if ghosts can touch physical things and use the force to lift ships out of water what stops them from fighting palpatine the balance of the world must be contained we must not meddle with affairs of the living. But they, they totally just meddled with affairs of the living by raising up the ship and, like, talking array. Except when it's convenient to advance, for pl advance the plot. Or the time when the, all the Jedi ever give Rey her Super Saiyan power up. You lost me there. <laughs> what? The very, the very end of the movie when Palpatine's like, I am all the Sith! And he's, like, shooting Rey with super lightning. Super lightning. Like, I got two lightsabers. And then you hear all the the Jedi force ghosts, and, and she's like, I'm all the Jedi! And then she, like, repels it. Very end. Okay. That scene. Uh, sure. See how memorable that scene is? <laughs> two lightsabers. That's the secret. You just need two lightsabers. <sighs> Ace Windu could have beaten Palpatine if he had two lightsabers. So one lightsaber to point at him, the other lightsaber to absorb the lightning. No, you need both to deflect the lightning. That's Why does... No, you gotta, you gotta be like uh, General Grievous. Just spin, spinny, spin, spin, spin. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen that edit where he has like 18 <laughs> arms? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. What is this? <laughs> It's amazing. Look it up after the podcast. It's literally just when he goes General Kenobi, and he like he takes off his cloak and he like, splits his arms into four. It's just that, but they split. <laughs> so many Jedi's killed. <laughs> and then he, all, all of them turn on lightsabers. It's amazing. All right. Here, wait. I can send it to you right now. All right. Yeah. So let, let's get back on track. <laughs> that, was, that was that was a fun segue. Um, nice helmet. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so we touched up on a lot of things, a lot of jumping back and forth, but I think we touched up on a lot of good things. 
about the bad things about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is the couple of last ones that I want to touch up on. What was your opinion about the Ray X X Kylo Ren relationship in the ninth movie? It's kind of weird. It didn't feel natural. Did you really think there are lo- like I know they hinted a lot and shown a lot of scenes, but did you really think they're like shipping those two? Do you want me to give my opinion on this? Yeah, can, Darren, you can give your ten cents. Yeah, like my, Darren needs to kind of like think on his salt. <laughs> okay. Wow. Think on- and apply that to chicken and make a good food out of the goop. <laughs> okay, I I do agree that I think they were really forcing that ship, and yeah, it definitely was unnatural to me. I don't know. Maybe they just needed to sell more merch. Not sure. Sell more merch. This is just shirt of them doing their awkward kiss, being like Ray and Ben forever. Yeah. They have unlocked a shirt you can buy at Quarantine Disneyland. Okay, maybe merchandise was not the right choice. You, you know, all those <laughs> merchandise. You gotta support the ship, man. Co- I don't yeah. support it. Couples but... tea, one for one for the girl that says Ray on it, and one for the guy that says Kylo. <laughs> I get what they were trying to do with um, trying to bring it to an emotional like boiling point. I guess, because of the friction between them. So they figured, hey, let's make it a ship. And that'll be really good material. But to me, it wasn't... <laughs> it it wasn't that good. But the but the scene where he dies, I was just like, ah, shit. No! It felt like they kind of only set them up so they could go, aha! Drama! Because we killed Kylo Ren! And yeah. Also, when she healed him, I'm like, really? He was dead almost, and he she just fucking healed a hole. Yes. I guess. I don't know. It was so weird because I feel like the whole reason, like, like, there's also this horrible, horrible thing where people have figured out that the last line that Kylo Ren says in this movie is "ouch" when he jumps on the rock and he kind of lands on it funny, and he says "ouch," <laughs> and he doesn't speak for the rest of the movie, including the final battle. No word needs to be said. But uh, I... <laughs> uh, okay, Darren, do you have your two cent, ten cents, or should yeah, I, I give my two cents? <laughs> I feel I feel like it was just like an emotional, like it, they just did it to drive an emotional gut punch to be like, oh, now it's sad because he's dead. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they misused Kylo Ren at the end of the movie. Like they had him as like the main antagonistic force for like up to the halfway point. Then Harrison Ford comes back to set, doesn't shave, puts on his Han Solo coat, and talks. Kylo Ren to being a good guy and then he he goes to help Rey but he doesn't really help out the final fight at all he just gets thrown out like immediately gets thrown out of the arena because Palpatine <laughs> Ring has out. a grudge against Darth Vader <laughs> for throwing him down a shaft so Yeet. he throws Kylo Ren he yeets Kylo Ren away or he's been solo at this point because he's redeemed oh god redeemed the castle <laughs> would have been way more compelling in this movie and for that romance to work if they actually fought Palpatine together the whole time. And that way, when the end, when they when he they do the kiss and he dies, it would at least make a little bit more sense. <laughs> then ouch. They only share, all, the only scenes they share in this movie is them fighting. And the scenes when they like, talk to each other. 
from yeah, like really far apart. But it's always antagonistic. Like in, in The Last Jedi, I could have bought that they had a bond. Like I bought that they had a bond in The Last Jedi, but I also feel like The Last Jedi sets it up and then severs it because they have their opposing viewpoints. He wants to still rule the dark side, like rule the galaxy and use the dark side. And she's like, no, like I just tried to redeem you. Mm -hmm. But it gets completely defeated by this movie because nah, he just they just redeem him just to kill him. <laughs> It, it felt very un, undeserved. It didn't. It didn't feel like they earned. That. <clears throat> Especially because, like we've said before, Adam Driver is an amazing actor, and his performance as Kylo Ren is like the best part of this new trilogy. And it feels really unfair that his character gets dirty like that. His last line is "ouch." I agree with a majority of her points, and I think they were trying. Here, here was my kind of expectation. I agree they should have kept Kylo still like antagonistic kept, kept um, not go Ben Solo and just keep as Kylo Ren and they could have totally reenacted that scene um sorry uh, Star Wars nerd which is the episode that ah uh, no in the la in the last hope new hope new hope last hope oh my god god You're damn it I'm losing it. <laughs> the last hope the empire strikes the force awakened wars anyway the last jedi rises so that scene in the sixth movie where luke skywalker just gives himself up to see palpatine with darth vader and then darth vader betrays palpatine and saves luke that scene yeah. so i thought they were going with kind of paying homage to that scene kind of reenacting the same situation there's palpatine there's a sith guy and there's a, a jedi guy okay that kind of makes sense but they didn't do that route. They just redeemed Ben or Kylo Ren into Ben Ben Solo. Class change. Final Fantasy IV reference. Who knows? And wow. yeah, the whole like ouching and then super lightning double lightsaber because she somehow grabbed the lightsaber out of back of her from the back of her out of nowhere because she has she shares that invisible connection with Kylo Ren only achievable through love and that's the only it's reason. It's a force like, bond and if you played Knights of the Republic you'd know a thing or two about force bonds. Anyway so I think the main purpose was like yes there was a love relationship between the two even though in episode 7 it was more Finn X Ray than then episode 8 they kind of developed more the Ray X Kylo and then a lot of angry argue arguments over what do you call it like force zoom and then yes the force bond gives the kylo's ugh, ben there's so many names there's ben's lightsaber to ray and double ben lightsaber ray. for the oh my fucking god so the point being there there's too many things going on for it to make any logical sense and even with you explaining it to me there and it's still kind of confusing as to what's happening and i can't even like explain it coherently i think the best way they could have done it is they do the thing like they pull a lot a return of the jedi where uh kylo ren brings palpatine, palpatine because yeah. that's what he was supposed to do and you know oddly enough all ray wants to do is get to palpatine but she doesn't want to go with kylo for mm -hmm. whatever reason she wants to figure out her own way there instead of just going with him and accomplishing her goal that's a writing thing aside but if they actually had done something like that where Kylo Ren takes her there and then Palpatine also we didn't address this yet Palpatine's whole plan is for Rey to kill him 
so he can like take over her body and become like empress of the Sith. Hot. And he tells her that, which makes no sense because she wanted to kill him. So if he just let her kill him, he wouldn't succeed in his plan. But because he said, no, you need to kill me. But if you kill him with force lightning, it doesn't count. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a whole that's a whole that's a whole writing point. But my point is, it would have been way more thematically satisfying. Kylo Ren are rare antagonistic. Kylo brings her, either captures her or brings like imagine when she brings him back and tries to redeem him, he like betrays her. And just like knocks her out and takes her to Palpatine. Like that would have been like a huge twist. He would have been like, oh shit, I thought she was gonna redeem him. And that way you don't have to drag Harrison Ford without shaving back onto set, you know? You know you can avoid that tension. Old but, uh, old Han Solo. <laughs> he was really upset about it. But, uh, you could tell. They must have given him a lot of money. But uh, the point You're being for ten seconds. The point, <laughs> the point being, a million dollar Ren per second brings Ray to Palpatine. That way, it makes way more sense that Ray doesn't somehow get through a million star destroyers by herself. And is brought to Palpatine's little Sith throne room, and he he wants her to kill him. He in this version he doesn't say that, and instead he says, "I'm gonna give like the Sith throne to whoever of you wins," and he makes them fight. And in her anger about Palpatine murdering her parents, the fact that Kylo Ren won't turn and betrayed her, she's so frustrated she thinks she strikes him down again. So Kylo Ren goes down their lightsaber fight, just like the throne room duel from episode six. And then Palpatine's like, aha, like you've given into your hatred. I'm going to take you over now. And then Kylo Ren's like, no. And they, it gets in the way. And then they team up and beat Palpatine. And then you can do whatever. But that's my point is it would have been a way better final fight than just two lightsabers wins. I think it would have been also been super cool if, um, <clears throat> if Ben Mason makes it to Ray. And then he notices it like Palpatine, Palpatine's not there, so like he's basically too late, and Palpatine already took over Ray. So that fight would have been more like fun to watch. Like the roles have swapped, you know. Also, remember Dark Ray from that that one that one scene? trailer? Yes, scene and yes, the trailer. <laughs> was it that really one... the trailer? That was in the trailer. It's in the movie too. Yeah, movie too. But that trailer had everyone talking like, "Oh my god, she's going super dark mode." And she has the most weirdest lightsaber because it it fucking <laughs> it folds in half and opens up and <sighs> it's such a weird design. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's like, a why would chopstick lightsaber? <laughs> it folds into half. It's a fork. <laughs> no, literally, I, I have no way of explaining it. It's like it's like the Darth saber. Maul saber, but it's like longer, but it folds in two. But you gotta open it to use it. So why? <laughs> Shut up! Someone's gonna buy this. Oh, I'm sure. And I have like. A- anyway, finish your point. I'm kind of salty about the whole lightsaber thing. Like, mm-hmm. my whole point is, I think they could have completely like rewrote the whole redemption for Kylo Ren to be like later in the movie and and not do it there. And they could have had a much more engaging final battle with Palpatine because literally it's just them standing on opposite sides of the room. Their battle with Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would have been much more satisfying for Kylo Ren as a character to actually be more involved in the final fight. Because it's like, 
what did they gain by him showing up? And the answer is, I guess he brought a second lightsaber. So the power of love, Ray the love have two to beat Palpatine. The power of love. No, I'm never going to get over the whole two lightsabers is what you needed. <laughs> if one works very well, why not have two? Double the fun. Well, remember that time Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one? Yes. But then he didn't balance the force because Palpatine survived? Yes. So he wasn't the chosen one? No. No, it's completely moot. He didn't do it. Palpatine's still alive. I mean, you can still be the chosen one and the fate can be twisted, right? I don't know. Well, that makes too much that sense, doesn't it? The whole point of Star Wars was a story about how a guy was the chosen one, then he got tricked, and he became involved in too many memes, so he turned to the dark <laughs> side, and then he got redeemed by his son and brought balance to the Force. He only turned dark because Obi-Wan couldn't understand how to spoon after so much explanations to him. Wow. 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 That's going to be lost <laughs> on some people. <laughs> I will link it. <clears throat> <clears throat> anyway, I could, I could say it. <sighs> All right, let's move on. So, we basically discussed to the end of the movie, and there's one more scene at the final, final, final moments of the movie where I think it kind of hints to where the series might be heading. So, the scene is Ray goes back to. Ta- okay, correct me if I'm wrong, nerd. She goes back to Luke's Luke's old place in Tatooine, right? Yes, which is weird because she's never been there and Leia's never been there, so I don't know how anyone knows about it. Maybe that shriveled orange person told her. I mean, sure, she seems to know a lot of plot points for some reason. And then the movie ends with <clears throat> Ray turning on a lightsaber and it's yellow. Do you remember that scene? What? Yes. Yeah. You don't remember the scene? Is that, Leia, is that Leia's lightsaber or something? No, didn't she make <clears throat> it? She forged one. Yeah. It's it's like a gold color. Yep. I don't remember because she I think, kind of buries them. No, I think Leia's uh, no, lightsaber is supposed to be blue, isn't it? I thought they were both blue. Yeah. Both the lightsabers she used was blue. I don't know where the yellow ones go. No, she, it's, it's she, like a 10 second scene. She like takes it out. Yeah. She looks at it. She flips the thing and then it goes... Whoosh, and you just see this gold lightsaber and she's staring at it for five seconds. And then moving. And then she closes it. Yeah. And that light- lightsaber all apparently belongs to the Sentinel class of the Jedis. Now, <laughs> Knives of the Old Republic nerd, explain what the Jedi Sentinels is. Why does that matter? Why are you pulling that out of your butt? <laughs> no, I actually, I actually looked this up. Like, what does that gold color mean? And like, it actually has a breakdown of like what each color means in like the Jedi hierarchy. Yeah, but like, let's be real. This movie <laughs> has had complete disregard for any like lore for Star Wars. Well, been, like, how do you explain like the gold then? It's just a crystal color. Why gold then? Because it looks cool. That's probably the logic of the movie makers. Oh wow, really? I'd so there's say no so. of all so the ass no pulls you could have pulled. They could have literally used any color, and they chose gold because that's like what they would, thought would look cool for Ray. And B, they get to sell another lightsaber model to all the kids. 
I thought you'd be like coming up with some more crazy theories of what, like where the series kind of can go. I I also think a lot of the whole fan base that goes into like what each saber color represents is a bit up its own ass. <laughs> like people try to like go into like oh Mace Windu's lightsabers because it represents how he's kind of renegade. Like he uses the dark side for his exclusive fighting style only he knows because he has to use rage but that's a dark side thing so it's purple and it's like no idiot samuel jackson just wanted a purple lightsaber so that's their <laughs> stupid lore explanation oh wow i remember that's, that part yeah yeah that's the truth he, he just wanted a purple lightsaber yeah he's like i like purple it's cool and george lucas is like but uh they're only green or blue or red <laughs> only basic colors <laughs> RGB? No, no. Almost. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah, well, literally. Just RGB. It's RGB. RGB yeah. Like Mace Windu's really the lights. only one that throws it off balance, and maybe, maybe the like the Mandalorian's black saber, but it's not really a lightsaber per se. That's the okay. Let's not get into that. It's the dark saber. You don't know anything. And what about the white ones? Well, the dark saber represents the leader of Mandalore. It's a it's a part of the Mandalorian. I was the Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm halfway through watching it, so. Anyway, so okay, what season come out? Is it out? Uh, yes. No. Yeah. Oh shit. If you want to talk about good Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I miss it when I like Star Wars. Like you know how you were saying, Andy, the very start of this, when you walked out of that theater, you're really upset. I was. I remember walking out of that theater. I bought tickets for my whole family to see it because all we all saw the new trilogy together. Mm-hmm. And my, my my family is generally pretty casual moviegoers, and everyone in the, in the was like, "Oh man, what a good movie!" <laughs> and I was sitting there going, "Like guys, it was terrible." And they're all like, "What? You're crazy!" And I was like, <laughs> "I was I just like I couldn't get over it. I just sat there and said, I can't believe." They were so scared of going with a different direction that they just completely undid the last movie and made this mess of a, of a trilogy. Did you feel the same way, Jen? About like, did like, you agree with Darren's family? Oh, it's a good movie. Um, <coughs> I liked it, but at the same time, there were things I didn't like about it, so I was mixed. A coward's Coming answer. I mean, no, coming out of that theater, I was like, oh, man, I enjoyed it. And then I thought about it more. I was like, hmm, Mm -hmm. there's some things that I question. How did Palpatine (laughs) come back? Why is Palpatine come back? Who is Palpatine? Palpatine? (laughs) Why is Palpatine? Which is Palpatine? Hmm. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man, now I'm just thinking about that great scene in uh, Infinity War. You mean End Wars? For a second, I'm like, wait, is it no? <laughs> End wars. <laughs> you got him thinking about it now. End wars. Oh my god. Infinity game and end wars. <laughs> Star Wars, end wars. Oh my god. Oh no. The last Skywalker. <laughs> so, my, I have a question for everyone. Since it seems like we're kind of starting to wrap up the, the Rise of Skywalker talk. Yes. Do you think. So generally speaking, this movie did not review well. It, I think it performed okay, but it didn't perform as well as the the other movies. Nope. Um, 
do you think like Star Wars is like salted? Because I know a lot of people were really upset about it, and it divided the fan base further between those that like like the Last Jedi and those that really, really, really hate it. But do you think like the Earth is kind of salted for a sequel trilogy? Because it feels like to me, this sequel trilogy didn't really have anything to say or do anything. Like they didn't do anything different from the other movies. It just felt like more Star Wars. Jen, do you want to start? Sure. Um, I think it brought a little bit to the table. Uh, in my opinion, the spin-offs of the actual Star Wars movies, like you know, Clone Wars or The Mandalorian. Yeah, I personally think those are much better. Rogue One, because yeah, definitely. They have they have an actual storyline. It just the whole way the actual trilogy is was done. It was completely backwards. Like I can appreciate the trilogies for what they are you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah but uh yeah that's pretty much how i feel about it because when you look at it the rise of skywalker is all of the stakes all of the budget and then the mandalorian is like the stakes aren't that high but it's like a way more compelling story and it's way more interesting i think this is kind of like the byproduct of what happened where ever since Disney bought it and then the whole clash between like the switching of the directors it was kind of mm. foreshadowing of change is coming and that change did not work out for the better that's how I kind of perceive it also they never planned the trilogy in advance they did it movie by movie for some reason and that's what the like yeah. the original magic came from right like the, from the initial four, five, six, like the in the, each movie in the trilogy made sense because they kind of planned it that way. I'm not well, sure what they, they planned the original trilogy. They did each one mm-hmm. one at a time without a, a grand plan. I mean, it kind of worked out at the time. It it, it did. It, yeah, it worked mm-hmm. out because it was a different time and. The, for, for whatever reason the, the directors weren't having pissing matches with each other and trying to like undo each other's work I think it also like, kind of crumped yeah, yeah. in Return of the Jedi if uh, Palpatine like turned to him like Luke and said actually Vader did kill your father he's not your father I he lied he's just trying to manipulate you <laughs> wouldn't Vader go what I mean well, yes <laughs> <laughs> what i mean yes parents right like the whole twist was that raised parents are no one there is no surprise there's no twist aha got you're anticipating a twist so it's a twist there is no twist and this movie's like no there's a twist i also think this is like the new trilogy is a good example of in the current landscape of making movies and the power of social media because if you think about it, social media wasn't really existing back like or from the original trilogy. Ah, uh, sorry, the four, five, six, and the prequel trilogy. And that at that point, like the social media was kind of like starting to get developed. But right now, we're in the peak of there's so many places when pe- pe- uh, places where people can like share their opinions and kind of go on like a rant and complain. And this whole like if you start a trend of like hating things everyone just like jumps in the thing of like the hatred and that's how like the hate for like 8 came in and that kind of like the directors and the all the stakeholders were kind of like crumbling under the pressure of like if we can't satisfy the mass you know the public 
then we're not gonna make as much money. So that kind of had to like bend over and kind of go play either the safe route or just do what JJ Abrams did. I don't know what that yielded in like in the grand scheme of things. But I think it's just a byproduct of trying to please like the the mass like people in the world and that kind of failed to do so in my opinion if that makes sense to you guys um i do agree with that i think episode nine was supposed to be a send-off for the skywalker you know trilogy not trilogy but the whole series it's like yeah (laughs) it's just wrapping up the whole skywalker thing the saga that's the word i was looking for i think yeah, in that sense, it was a good send-off. So I feel like there wasn't really much more to add to the Skywalker saga after 6, and I don't know if this movie really added much more to it. And it's also weird because they had this whole universe of, like, 20 years of books and comics and video games of all these stories about the descendants of Luke and Han Solo and all the adventures and wars that happened. And they had all the stuff, the material to pull from, and they kind of cherry-picked a couple aspects of it, like like uh, Ben and Leia's... Or not Ben, Han and Leia's son. Ben and Leia's son? <laughs> oh, like that, no. That's a plot point from the EU, but they also have other kids. And it's this whole thing of like they kind of cherry picked elements, but they had so much material that that, that generally like was well accepted and, and worked that they didn't use. And they had this very weird vision for all these characters and this continuation of the story that was pretty much resolved. What is their refusal to actually make a movie about the Knights of the Old Republic games? Well, we don't know if that's a refusal anymore because there's been there's been talk that. Uh, there was something called like, uh, like the the, the Grand Knights of the Republic, or there's some story about that, about how that's like a Disney Plus thing or something. So that's not a movie. I, I don't think there's any reason they won't try to make that. Nothing's stopping them. There's tons of books about that universe too. Well, so yeah. I don't know if it works as a movie though. I mean, two games to pull from. No, but I mean, like the like the story of the games is mm-hmm. framed around you being the main character, and the plot twist only works because you're the main character. I don't think the plot twist works if if you're just following a character. Yeah, I'm pretty sure clever writing can fix that. Oh wait, like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's clever writing? Do you guys care if I spoil the plot twist in Knights of the Republic? No. Sure. So throughout the whole game, they keep talking about this big bad called Darth Revan, who is who's like the current leader of the Sith army, but he like disappeared. And there's all this talk, and then halfway through the game, it's revealed that your character is a mind-wiped Darth Revan. That you've been going on this journey trying to figure out what happened to Darth Revan, and you're like following in his footsteps. And the big plot twist is that you're that guy. And it's this huge twist that like shook everybody. Like no one's like if you play the game now, if you know the twist, you can see it coming pretty easily. They foreshadow it a lot. But uh it was a really cool revelation in the games, but I feel like it only has meaning because you were that character and you're and you made choices that either led to you being like a Jedi or a Sith. And I feel like without that, 
that entire story has like way less significance and the whole twist of you actually being the villain doesn't really matter if you're not actually that character but but Darren, that kind of has the same level that Ray is a Palpatine granddaughter, isn't it? Ha 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 
I was gonna say it's really weird because I really like the lightsaber fight in Episode Seven when it's Ray versus Kylo Ky- in the woods, Finn yeah, Kylo, and then mm-hmm. it's Kylo versus Ray. I thought it was a super well done, really intense fight. Like I really enjoyed it. And then Episode Eight had the throne room fight, which I thought was pretty cool. There's some people have nitpicks with mm-hmm. it because sure you can nitpick anything, <clears throat> but like it was a cool scene. And it didn't have that super iconic, like, actual duel. So, but it was still cool. But, like, this movie doesn't really have that. And the final fight with Palpatine is just people standing across a room from one another. And two lightsabers. Like, it's okay. it's missing that iconic moment that kind of defines the Star Wars movies where I'm trying to get at. And the kind of decline of where what happened to my fancy choreographed lightsaber battle scenes. You know? I kind of disagree with um that Ray and Kylo lightsaber battle the one where you know they're standing on the bridge mm-hmm. and there's like all that water I about it because they didn't use a soundtrack they only used um the sounds of the waves mm-hmm. and I thought That's that was cool pretty I thought that was really unique rather than just having um what is it like just music you know really intense just music, music? <laughs> You know what I mean. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm joking. Y- you know what I mean. She defied Hans Williams. <laughs> she deserves <laughs> to die. <laughs> no, I I personally enjoyed that fight. Maybe there were some things that were kind of like, oh, why did they put that in there? But uh, I thought it was nice. It wasn't really that. Why did it put the it there? Is more like the thematic the the story reads. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like they could have made them more. Duels are like the intensive. Yeah, their movie. They're like the most dramatic moment. Like Anakin versus Obi Wan is like Obi Wan. Even even <laughs> though Episode Three is a meme filled mess of a movie, I hate you. Fight that fight is super you. important for those characters, and it's like this this tragic end to like this friendship and. And like in Episode Five, it's this it's Luke trying to save his friends and. Episode six, it's Luke giving into his hate, and episode seven, it's Finn and Ray just trying to survive and avenge Han. And then the other movies don't really have quite the same thematic <clears throat> punch to it, I guess. But I will say I do agree. I, I and it, we should give credit where credit is due. The decision to not use a soundtrack I thought was actually pretty cool because it made the fight more tense. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts about um, Ray basically punching a hole through? Kylo Ren. It's a dick move. He's trying to talk to his mom. <laughs> it's like, no. He was, he was AFK and she freaking stabbed him. Gigi it's, no like, that's, it's like, that's not a Jedi thing to do. I mean, well, she, she doesn't want Jedi. to be a Jedi. But now she's a Skywalker. But now she's a Sith. <laughs> so many questions. Palpa Walker. Remember that time? Sky Teen. Used the Force so hard she accidentally shot Force Lightning? Yes, in the woods yes. while she was training. I was like, ooh. I forgot about that scene. When she thinks she killed Chewbacca, <laughs> she's like, no. freaking the fuck out. No, wasn't then, it? Two um... seconds later, It like, was in no, the desert where she blew up the ship, yeah. Wasn't that Finn? Two seconds later, they don't even let you hang on that. They just go, nah, Chewie's fine. No, yeah, wasn't... Finn was the one yeah, freaking out. Finn. Yeah, no, Finn was... He was like, Chewie! I kind of like walks out, kind of laughed at the scene. Like, oh shit, she killed Chewie. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> they just undo it. They're like, nah. Oh, okay. Now nah, we wouldn't do that. Sad. Of course, it's Disney-owned movie. 
But at least Chewie got his medal from <clears throat> Leia's corpse. Let me end this point by saying this. Do you remember the final scene in Star Wars Rogue One? Which final scene? The Darth Vader scene. Yes. When they recreated the well, I guess the entry scene of Darth Vader. That that yeah. I think it's a like a minute scene, I think. That minute scene alone, recreating the moment from the original trilogy, I felt it was more meaningful and had me more going engaged than that bridge scene, which lasted more than a minute. Even though it like did a good job using like no music and only the sound effect of like the waters and the lightsabers. It just didn't do it for me. But yeah. That's a fair point. There's also a lot of fanboying over just seeing Darth Vader just wrecking people. That's a big theme in the Star Wars community is people really enjoying seeing Darth Vader as prime. I mean, if you want to talk about great cinematography, Not to spoil like things, but if you've played Jedi Fallen Order, that's a theme in that game too. Like, yeah, let's just wreck shit. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a scene where he it's super dark, but he reveals himself just through the light of his lightsaber alone. Well, like effects like super that. Super tense because you know everyone knows how like a new hope begins, and you know this leads directly into a new hope. Yeah, yeah. And they're all in there. All of a sudden, the door won't open, and you it's dark, and you just hear his breathing, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then he just brutally kills all of them. Like that's a better use of like no music, in my opinion. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> they they hundred percent had music playing during there. On the before the music starts, so you know what I mean. Yeah, and then it's it's soon as they all go fire. And then all the music starts playing, and they just, <laughs> the four guys get freaking shredded. And one of my like, comp- well, not complaints, but like things I noticed in the original trilogy was like Darth Vader fight scenes are very rigid on his end because like the bottom half of his body is like super robot. Well, it's also because the actor could barely move in that suit. Yeah, but in this, the Rogue One scene, he like freely moving around, like running about, like really like Technology. fluidly, and like <laughs> he's super menacing. He actually has like lower body movement. Like holy shit. <laughs> Man, he got his legs. Ah, he's over. (laughs) Oh, he has the high ground now. (laughs) I'm taller than you. That means I have the high ground. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Um, Any last things you guys want to add to this discussion? (laughs) I wish Ryan Johnson all the the luck and creative like process in the world because my God. That you have so much pressure on you for a new trilogy after this trilogy. <laughs> Good I mean, luck. <clears throat> he has all the freedom in the world because no more Skywalker well, ties. Well, we don't know how much <clears throat> Disney's going to let people do what they want, especially after how the reception of this trilogy has gone. Just make something about lightsaber wars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> make money. Old Republic. There's a lot of things you can pull from. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I just give a shout out to uh, C3PO? <laughs> Why? Please? Sure. He was comedy gold. So good. There were so many good scenes of him. Just all his one liners. Also, it's really sad because everyone kept shitting on 3PO. And I'm like, man, this guy's been through like six movies this shit. Give him some respect. He's a better comic relief than Poe. <laughs> also, what about that little robot? <clears throat> 
Which one, the right. new droid or the the, the cone the shaped one? one? The, the cone shaped one. Baba, Baba, what's his face? The guy yes. that re repairs droids, and they yeah. explicitly show, even though that whole planet blew up, they show he lived. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's a Skywalker. Who knows? <laughs> oh my god. It was me! <clears throat> Dio! <laughs> it was Literally, me all along. Palpatine moved his spear into the droid. That's why it survived. <laughs> <laughs> Attack of the droids. Don't steal, oh, the old don't steal from the Knights of the Old Republic lore. <clears throat> How can I steal it if I haven't played through the games? True Hunter AQ play. <laughs> Alright, any last thing to add, Darren? <clears throat> nope, I said it. Then let me wrap this quote-unquote discussion forum quorum whatever you will call it and and our 20th episode of gaming blues podcast it's been a long time somehow i reached <clears throat> 20 from doing absolutely nothing and i am glad i could share the 20th disgusting and bashing star wars to death with my two co-hosts darren and jen thank you for joining me you two and i don't know what else <clears throat> anything else you want to add before i close this off Do you want to plug anything, Jen? I have nothing to, to plug further to uh, stuff I've plugged in the past. Uh, not really, except um, I'm glad you guys enjoy the art. It was really fun to draw. I wanted to ask for more, but we know you're busy, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll see. I'll see. Jen, if I could be honest, I enjoyed the artwork more than I enjoyed this movie. Oh my god. That's, is that saying a, is that saying a lot though? I don't think that's saying much. <laughs> Quote unquote, this is the worst movie of 2019 for me. Versus, I enjoy this art better than you. <laughs> but I'm saying I enjoyed the artwork more than the artwork of Star Wars Episode Nine, the ninth Star Wars film, the ultimate blockbuster franchise. Mm, sure. <laughs> Amazing, Jen. Your art is no better than <laughs> episode nine of the stars. Wow! If you want to spin it that way, Andy. I'm just joking. I know. I know. <laughs> on that note, um, since nobody has anything to plug, follow me on Twitter at Ask Blues. Follow me on Twitch at Last Blues. Very convenient. Um, you can also find Jen's artwork at. I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. Is it Verize? Verize? Uh, I say it Verize art. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> or Verize art. I enjoyed your like, Japanese attempt at going Verize. It's really hard to pronounce the Z words. <laughs> okay. The concept behind that is you can pronounce it any way you want. And it's not wrong. Yay. Yay. Hey. On that note... Thank you, listeners. Podcast available on Google, Spotify, and Apple. And we'll see you on the next episode. Hopefully, if you enjoyed this one, we can maybe come back and bash the original trilogy as well. Because we sure know a lot about those trilogies, now, don't we? Mm. I don't know. Do you? Do you know the name of the movies? If I get this right, we'll... Okay, let's do this. Episode 1, Phantom D, Phantom Menace. Oh. I was going to say A, Phantom Menace, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It's only a singular menace. Holy shit. Alright, what's the next one called? <laughs> the Clone Wars. <laughs> no! I know, that. I know. It's attack it's attack of the clones, my bad. 
See, I got it right. I only did that to trigger you. See, I got you. Alright, you got me. And the third one. And my favorite of the trilogy. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> what are the original movies called? Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, A New Hope, episode 4. Yeah. Episode 6 is... You skipped... <laughs> I know, it's like, I can't... Uh, uh, wait, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi? That's the fifth one. The sixth movie. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, What's the name of the fifth movie? Arguably the most famous movie of all time. Let me think. Oh my god. I got this. I'm dying. I got this. <laughs> I I can't believe it. I even know this one. What the hell, Angie? I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> it's the Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah, that one. Holy crap, everyone tuned out after that. Dude, if you stayed for like the entire hour and 45 minutes, thank you. <laughs> um, and then the Forbidden Trilogy goes... Well, I, don't, I can't remember these ones anymore. The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, and... What's, what's episode 7 called, Andy? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. At least it's not the solar system, right? <laughs> nope. I mean... <laughs> Do you not know the name of episode 7? <laughs> no, I keep thinking of like something rise, but like, that's not it. <laughs> I am so tired. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just turn off the podcast. <laughs> Wait, what is it? <laughs> it's Force Awakens. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. See, this is the entertainment of pride. <laughs> oh my god. Stitch this to the front of the episode. <laughs> nah, I'll just, I'll just like uh, edit this out and just upload it to Twitter just this and be like, Hey, this idiot is trying to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Andy, what's the most famous Star Wars movie? Oh god, I can't remember. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Even the pleb knows, man. I mean, you're not a pleb. You're, like, you're a casual watcher. That means you at least watch all of it. I don't even know what you're qualified as, then, if she's considered casual and you don't even know the name of the frickin' movies. I'm qualified as a guy who only got three hours of sleep. <laughs> uh, well, this bows well when we talk about the original trilogy. <laughs> Bring your memes. I mean, why not? We'll probably do it next week. Alright, thank you, listeners. I'm gone. I'm stupid. Pluto's a planet. And we're ending on that note. <laughs>